Hello, I'm Vincent Price. I'm here to introduce a new chilling series of classic ghost stories. Why the fuck would it want you schedule one? Schedule my calls. Money. Create poll. Wow. Pretty cool. All right. Timer is ticking now. This is Patreon number eight, I think. I, I think so, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that I am the mind freak. And I think there's no reality. So the mind freak is that? Where is the source of that? Chris Angel. Chris Angel is the the source of it. Yeah. Like that was his own character that he was building. Yeah. He was a street magician before David Blaine got popular. Well, I remember seeing Chris Angel do stuff like get hung by meat hooks. Yeah. And shit. That's pretty scary. Um, yeah, he was the mind freak, and he had a really terrible new metal intro song with lyrics like "There's no reality" and stuff. And it's like, okay, <laughs> existential crisis, mind freak. I'm there's, saying there's no reality. If you stare into the mind freak, it also stares into you. Cool, I... cool intro you came up with, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I didn't know if there was like a source to it, like where he got it from, or if it was just a uh, an all original persona of his. Or I think he created it. He he looks like a corn outcast or something. I know in the one episode that he was hung by meat hooks, he was listening to Corn, the band, and like. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the time period. You know what I mean? Yeah, new metal magician. I'm a new metal magician. Check me out. So, uh, it's Spooktober. It is Spooktober. And it's almost. The Halloween. Yes, we are. Why I'm speaking like fucking Starfire, I have no idea. We are six days out from the Halloween. The Halloween will be much spook. (laughs) But (laughs) Mr. Skeletal is hung with care for calcium. Duding away. (laughs) Duding it up. Uh, So, um... I dug out my scary stories to tell in the dark trilogy books. Do you still have them? I do. I have the original ones I had from second grade. And I also have a set that Kaylee just got me at a garage sale recently. That's pretty rad. So it's like, I intend to terrify my son with them. As you should. Next year. I was obsessed with the shit in, like, second grade. It's unreal to me that you could buy these. But I'm reading back through some of it to look for some source material for spooky shit to say on this episode. And it's horribly written, dude. It's, like, obviously geared towards kids. Yeah. But, but like, I don't know what kind of PCP... Stephen Gamble was on when he was <laughs> Alan the, Schwartz. The graphic artist? Yeah, Schwartz is like, I'm going to do a book on uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, folklorish, scary stories for kids. And he's like, oh, I have just the drug for that. It's called PCP. I'm there gonna, we go. Angel dust. I'm going to fucking snort a bunch of this liquid and hope I <laughs> Is it liquid? I don't know. I don't know. I've never done it. (laughs) Is angel dust the same thing? I think so, yeah. It harkens to think that it would be like cocaine then, but there's a Whitest Kid You Know skit 
called Gallon of PCP that is one of the best things they've ever done. And that's a little tip for all you out there. If you like ridiculous sketch comedy, wait as kids you know, from about 10 years ago, some of the best crazy shit you'll ever see. I know the uh, Jug of PCP episode. Yeah. Man. I kind of want to YouTube that on my phone and play it. <laughs> the whole time. He did a whole jug of it. Gallon of PCP. Is that what the skit was called? I think so. Gallon of PCP, yep. Uh, don't play that over there, because i got to do this. And instead of, like, cutting it into the episode, I'm just going to do this. It's time, baby. Listen to these lyrics. What a fucking cancer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, look, dude, you're not scary. He was the one that would throw, like, cards through bus windows and shit at people. (laughs) Wasn't he? He would take pot shots with 22 uh, handguns through buses and shit. He would go to Africa and shoot out buses. No, stop playing. Uh, No, yeah, I think you're right. He'd be like, is this your card? And then he would Kung Lao them and fucking throw it through their neck. (laughs) I'm not drunk, just so you know. Are you sure? I think the mania (laughs) is here. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about doing some creepy pasta for this one. Okay. I have a couple picked out. Cool. If you don't want to participate, that's fine. If you want a peanut gallery, that's fine. If you want to just literally mute me until I'm like, where are you? <laughs> that's that's fine. Too. Well, I uh, I'm I'm looking. I'm actually looking, and I'm trying to find anything that is worth reading. You know what I mean? Some of these are dumb as shit. Like this yeah, one, like, I, like I saved this thinking it was going to be good, but uh, you better take your socks off because I'm about to scare them off. This one's called The Midnight Game. The Midnight Game is an old pagan ritual used mainly as punishment for those who have broken the laws of pagan religion in question. While it was mainly used as a scare tactic to not disobey the gods, there is still a very existent chance of death to those who play the midnight game there's an even higher chance of permanent mental scarring mental scarring yeah i know all about that it's highly recommended that you do not play the midnight game oh shit (laughs) why are we gonna do it however for those thrill seekers searching for a rush or for those delving into obscure occult rituals these are simple instructions on how to play. Do so at your own risk. Ooh. It's fucking spooky. All right. Pre-Rex. Must be exactly 12 o'clock a.m. That is zero, 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 zero in 24-hour time in case you are military. When Please you tell begin- me that you just read that verbatim. No. No, I didn't. I, I was going to say because that would be even more... fantastic yes otherwise it will not work materials you will need a candle a piece of paper a writing implement why did you have to say it like that a writing implement pen or pencil would have worked you're just trying to sound scary matches or a lighter salt a wooden door what the fuck is this <laughs> at least one drop of your own blood if you're playing with multiple people they will need their own of the aforementioned materials and they will have to perform the steps below accordingly all right aforementioned materials aforementioned i aforementioned it before all right does that mean they're different no. The bl- <laughs> only the blood is different. The implements are the same. Are you sure? 
I'm not sure. Ooh, fucking spooky. <laughs> All right, step one. Write your full name, first, middle, and last, on the piece of paper. Put at least one drop of blood on that paper and allow it to soak into the paper. Wow, you could have type read or fucking proofread this. You said paper three times in one sentence. So, step two. Turn off all the lights and play in the place you are doing this. Go to your wooden door and place the paper with your name on it in front of the door. Now take out the candle and light it. Place it on top of the paper. Why am I reading this? This is fucking dumb. I <laughs> Oh, here might we go. Might as well commit to the bit. Here we go. This is proof that it's not autistic, but more OCD. Step three. Knock on the door 22 times. <laughs> what the fuck now now there's a big major glaring problem unless you can like you're talking how are you gonna write this and knock 22 times the hour must be 12 o'clock a.m upon the final knock isn't that exactly when or zero 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 in military time when you're supposed to start the ritual well fuck Oh, shit. So the ritual doesn't start until the knocking is completed. The 22 knocks. Then open the door, blow out the candle, and close the door. You have just allowed the midnight man to enter your house. Fuck me. All right, step four. Immediately relight your candle. This is where the game begins. You must now lurk around your now completely dark house with the lit candle in your hand. Well, that's just... Poor people writing. wonder why a lot of occult That's just ritual. Poor writing. <laughs> I was gonna say people wonder why a lot of occult ritual just comes off as complete bullshit to a lot of other people. It's completely dark house with a lit candle in your hand. What? That's the candle must be glowing in black light now. Your goal is to avoid the midnight man at all costs until 3:30, 3 a.m. Should your candle ever go out, that means the midnight man is near you. You must relight your candle in the next 10 seconds. Or not, the night trap will get you. The fucking candle jack will get you. If you're not successful in doing this, you must then immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. Yeah, it sounds like a party. If you are unsuccessful in both your actions, the midnight man will create a hallucination of your greatest fear and rip out your organs one by one. You will feel it, but you will be unable to react. I can smell the Cheetos as you're reading this. I know. I thought this looked cooler. I guess I should have read through it better. If you're successful in creating a circle of salt, you must remain in there until 3.33 a.m. That sounds like a fucking party. I'm going to do this at work tomorrow. You should. Could you imagine? I'm just hunkered down in a circle of salt. Fucking saying, I can't let the midnight man get me. Uh, if you're successful in relighting your candle, you may proceed with the game. You must continue to 3.33 a.m. without being attacked by the midnight man or being trapped inside the circle of salt. Blah, 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 blah. So the total length of time of the game is three hours and 33 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Well... Here's a couple more things. In addition, indications that you are near the midnight man will include sun drops and temperatures, seeing a pure black humanoid figure through the darkness, and hearing very soft whispering coming from an indiscernible source. If you experience any of these, it is advised that you... Fuck. (laughs) It's the midnight man. It's advised that you leave the area to avoid the midnight man. Do not turn any of the lights on during the midnight game. Do not use a flashlight during the midnight game. Do not go to sleep during the midnight game. This is fucking boring. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Dude, I wonder how much of um, occult ritual is based in hysteria. Yeah, because this is very crazy. It Do sounds attempt- hysterical. Do not attempt to use another person's blood on your name. Oh, shit. Then what happens? Do Is there a, a contingency there? Do not use a lighter as a substitute for a candle. It will not work. And definitely do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man in any way. Even when the game is over, he will always be watching you. Good luck. You're going to need it. 
Good fuck. luck. You'll need it. That's fuck. this dude from Smash TV. Yeah, fuck you. That was written by the writers of scared. Smash TV. Well, that was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking lulzy. God, what kind of ridiculously gooned out fool wrote that? <laughs> he was fucking tripping balls, yo. <laughs> See, I think there's a lot of um, credibility in some things in the occult nature. Yeah. The Midnight Man probably isn't one of those. No. That's probably the worst one I have to read to you because I kind of thought it looked cool without reading down through, but I read the rest of these. So. Okay. It'll probably be better. But. We shall see. Um, I don't know. That took a while. Maybe I should just roll on with them. I mean, you read away, man. I'm still looking here. So. Okay. All right. This one is called For Inner Victory, Every Gear Up Matters. It's from the No Sleep subreddit. Credit to user Blubberface for this story. Excuse me. Um, the war was over. Mission accomplished. Nothing more to say or do to but nothing more to say or do but to collect the spoils and return to our camp. The dead lay broken and scattered on the ground like so many broken dolls. This is always the ugliest part of any war. The coming to terms with what you've done. The survivor's guilt. Who the hell am I to be standing here still drawing breath on foreign soil so far from home? My name and rank, very unimportant here. What I did next was, I had a feeling in my gut. My dad always called it the family gumption. I got it in my head that one of the enemy were still alive and only playing dead. I had the rest of the squad clear the area as I started to kick the bodies looking for any kind of reaction. Then I saw him. He was laying face down. I took a running start and kicked him in the ribs, both to test for flinch and subsequently to turn him back onto his back. He was he was pretty bad off, but I could see he was still breathing, a smile on his lips. The rest comes in flashes in my memory. His ominous smile, the fragmentation grenade in his hand. It was almost too late when I saw the pin was removed and that he intended to martyr himself to take out as many of us as he could. Reflex took over and I made myself as large as I could, laying across his body and the imminent blast area. Three, I'm never going home. Two, mission accomplished, my ass. One, a single tear rolling down my face as I wait to meet my maker. It was in that moment between one second and detonation that I had a final fleeting thought. This must be what it feels like to chew five gum. <laughs> I knew. I knew there was going to be a five gum tonight, so I was ready for it. I was ready. Oh, my God. There was there was hints. The uh, the fact of you telling a story that lasts longer than 12 seconds is usually a five-gum story. Well, that last that midnight game was not a five-gum story. Yeah, but I kept interrupting it. So. The title is anachronous for five-gum, for inner victory, every gear up matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the subreddit credit went to blubber face which people used to call gum blubber i even said that i called it the family gumption instead of like a gut feeling (laughs) (laughs) fuck y'all that fell for that (laughs) (laughs) this must be what it feels like to chew five gum sacrificing yourself this must be what it feels like to chew five gum. <laughs> oh, so what else we got going on? I uh, I don't know. I really was just kind of reading through, skimming through some of these on Creepy Pasta New. Um, 
I didn't even check out No Sleep. No Sleep tends to be a little longer. See, no, I was I was not, looking, and some of the ones on the new of Creepypasta were kind of long, too. Yeah. I was trying to find ones that were easy, and the one I wrote was, I knew it was going to be like two minutes long, but... Um, did you ever hear of the Candle Cove? No, I haven't. Shit, I was going to look up Robert the Doll, and I forgot. Maybe I'll just send you a link to that podcast I listened to at some point. Okay. Um, Maybe we could link it in the episode uh, notes as well. Yeah, because it would probably be better than these ones I'm reading. Candle Cove. This one kind of creeped me out for real. And that was the only five gum bullshit you'll have to deal with tonight. Oh, okay. For real. That's not like a false. I don't think it's uh, something you can do more than once an episode or even at this point, every couple episodes. No, I just had a, a feeling that you were setting me up when you said about doing creepy pastas that there was going to be a five gum. I just <laughs> had a feeling. I need to find a better punchline because it's not a great punchline, but. Um, Is it like a once every three months kind of punchline? Yeah, I think it's burnout. If you disagree, you can always hit the email with that was fucking lulls. Keep doing it. Keep making ads for five gum. Keep keep doing free ads for five gum. They probably they probably enjoy the free advertising. (laughs) You think anybody? They're certainly not paying. Yeah, cocks. They need to... They're cucking us, like Jeffrey Epstein. Do I need to get the air horn out? (laughs) No. I wish there was creepypasta with Jeffrey Epstein. I bet there is. Here's a scary story. It's about Jeffrey Jepstein. He lived on an island, and uh, he, he prayed to Moloch. And then when they figured out what he was doing, they put him in jail. But none of the cameras worked, and none of the guards were none of the guards were uh, like. The what happened guards. after that? Well, he died. Wow. They, they said it was suicide, but he done got his neck broke. Wonder Spooky. how you get inspired for this kind of stuff. It's almost every Jepstein. <laughs> What a fucking puke. I wish he was alive so I could kill him for real. Wow. That's uh, libelous, isn't it? No. Or threatening. He's dead. Or not. If he's still alive, then maybe not. But I don't think he'd blow his cover to uh, worry about suing us. <sighs> that is a crisp Coke Zero that we are also not being paid for, so... I'm just going to keep advertising for shit that doesn't matter. Like Like the little vape shop of horrors. And it's Texas Vape Saw Massacre, which is a sweet blood orange raspberry vape in six milligram. It's six milligram high. That's one thing I never fucked with. It's, uh, I think, the middle of the road. Hmm. Can you drink vape juice? You can, but it'll make you sick and potentially die. Whoops a daisy. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, so, I'm going to read this one called Candle Cove. Okay. It's from the Net Nostalgia Forum uh, subcategory local television. Uh, Sky Shell. O33 subject Candle Cove local kids show. Does anyone remember this kids show? It was called Candle Cove and I must have been 6 or 7 years old. I never found reference to it anywhere so I think it was on a local station around 1971 or 72. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station it would have been but I do remember it was on at a weird time like 4 p.m. 
And the first response, Mike Painter, 65, in reply, it seems very familiar to me. I grew up outside of Ashland and was nine years old in 72. Candle Cove, was it about pirates? I remember a pirate marionette at the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl. Skyshale reply, yes. Okay, I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looked like he was built from parts of other dolls, really low-budget stuff. His head was an old porcelain baby doll looking like an antique that didn't belong on the body. Don't remember what station it was, though. I don't think it was WTSF, though. Jaron, 2005. Sorry to resurrect this old thread. I know it's a couple years old now, but I know exactly what show you mean. Sky Shale. I think uh, Candle Cove ran for only a couple months in 71, not 72. I was 12, and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was Channel 58, whatever station that was, I can't remember. My mom wouldn't let me switch to it after the news. Let me see what I remember. took place in Candle Cove, and it was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called the Laughing Stock, and Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easily. There was a calliope music constantly playing. Don't remember the girl's name, Janice or Jade or something with a J. I think it might have been Janice. Skyshale replies again. Thank you, Jaron. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the Laughing Stock in Channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with the lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea and had that awful Ed Wynn voice and laugh. I I especially remember how jarring it was when they switched from the wooden plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head you talked about. Uh, Mike Painter says, ha 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 ha. I remember now too. Do you remember the this part, Sky Show? You have to go inside. Oh, Mike, I got a chill reading that. Yes, I remember. That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place he had to go in, like a cave or a dark room where the treasure was. And the camera would push in on the laughing stock's face with each pause. You have to go inside. With his two eyes askew and that flopping foam jaw on the fishing line that opened and closed it. Ugh, it just looked so cheap and awful. You guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Uh, Next guy says, I honestly, honestly thought the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when this show was on pure nightmare fuel. Jaren2005 again says, that wasn't the villain, the puppet with the mustache. That was the villain's sidekick, Horace Horrible. He had a monocle, too, but it was on top of that mustache. I used to think that meant he only had one eye. But yeah, the villain was another marionette, the Skin Taker. I can't believe that they let us watch this back then. Jesus H. Christ, the Skin Taker. What kind of a kid's show were we watching? I seriously could not look at the screen when the Skin Taker showed up. He was just descending out of nowhere on his strings. Just a dirty skeleton skeleton jesus christ learn to read bra just a dirty skeleton wearing that brown top hat and cape and his glass eye that were too big for his skull christ almighty sky shale says uh wasn't his top hat and cloak all sewn up crazily was that supposed to be the children's skin uh mike the painter yeah i think so remember his mouth didn't open and close his jaw just slid back and forth i remember the little girl said why does your mouth move like that and the skin taker didn't look at the girl but at the camera and said to grind your skin sky shale i'm so relieved that other people remember this terrible terrible show I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had where the opening jingle ended, the show faded in from black, and all the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each of their faces, and they were just screaming, and the puppets and marionettes were flailing spastically and just all screaming, screaming. The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times from that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. 
Dude, I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I remember that was an episode. Sky Shale. No, that's not possible. There was no plot or anything. I mean, literally just standing in place, crying and screaming for the whole show. Maybe I'm manufacturing the memory because you said that, but I swear to God, I remember seeing what you described. They just screamed. Oh, God, yes, the little girl Janice. I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his jaw careening so wildly I thought it would come off its wire hinges. I turned it off and it was the last time I watched. I ran to tell my brother and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on ever. Mike the Painter. This is some time later. So I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s when I was 8 or 9 and if she remembered a kid's show, Candle Cove. She said she was surprised I could remember that and I asked why and she said, because I used to think it was strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, Mom. And then you would tune the TV to static and just watch Dead Air for 30 minutes. You had a big imagination with your little pirate show. Ugh. Wow. That's actually creepy. Yeah. I, uh... <sighs> what the fuck? It made me think of something as I was talking. I uh, don't remember what exactly, but did you ever uh, did you ever see video of the guy that hacked the local news in Chicago, maybe, as Max Headroom? No, but that would be great. He uh, was saying all kinds of fucked up shit. I think he was spanking somebody with a paddle at one point, and uh. Then he disconnected. Nobody ever figured out who did it or why or anything. They literally just hacked. I want to say it was Chicago. They hacked a Chicago local station and that came on. And uh, I don't think there's any video of it. So it might be like the original creepy pasta. It might not have actually happened. But let's see if I can find anything on that. Max Headroom Hack. Holy shit. The entire Max Headroom hack lasted one minute and 22 seconds before signal transmitters were able to black it out. And there is video of it. Oh, God. Yeah, we need to put that in the show notes. Faux show. Um, did you find anything you wanted to read or... No, I was actually just listening to the story that you were reading. I quit searching. That Max Headroom mask is fucking scary. Wow. Good that shit. That is. I think that's the last one I had prepped. Oh, I thought you had like four of them. No, I did three. The other one I was hesitant... Fuck it. We're only at 32 minutes. I need to read another one. Okay. This one, I feel like it was a little telegraphed, but the ending is what kind of creeped me. It kind of spooked me. Like, gave me the spook getty. That sounds like some kind of bad slur. I shouldn't say spook getty. The spooketty? Spooketty. That's even worse. That's like jizz spaghetti. Yeah, that does sound even worse. <laughs> that's not that's not something you want to eat. All right, this one is called a package marked return to sender. This one's actually from the No Sleep subreddit. Credit to Man and Lysette. All right. My neighbor is one of those annoying wannabe YouTube personalities. Over the years, I've seen him cough out cinnamon lay flat on the hood of his car as it slowly creeps down the driveway <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> and douse himself in lukewarm water all while screaming epic win epic fail or fuck epic maintenance of the status quo for all i know it can get tiring to watch him go through these shenanigans in the pursuit of viral fame so when he knocked on my door the other day and told me he was going away for a couple weeks 
and ask that I get his mail for him. Honestly, it was a relief. Can't explain the peace of mind I had knowing that I didn't have to brace myself for any of this stupidity for a while. I was always afraid his stunts would wind up bleeding over into my life. So things were pretty normal for the first couple of days. He received a few bills, a bit of spam, and what I could only assume was a birthday card. Then one evening, I got home to find a cardboard box waiting on his front porch. In big red letters was written, Return to Sender. Now, I'm no small fry, but I admit I had trouble lifting the box on my own. It was really freaking heavy. Lugging it across the road to my house was even harder, and I quickly realized there was no way I was going to drag it up the stairs and through my front door. I decided I'd leave his package in my garage. It wasn't like I kept my car in there. The garage door was a piece of shit that refused to open without a good tug and a whack. It was less trouble just leaving the car in the driveway than it was to fight with the garage door every morning and night. In hindsight, I should have set the package down while I struggled to open the tricky door, but you know how it is when you got a good grip on something. No point in setting it down if you don't have to. It was as I kicked the door for a third time that I lost my grip on the package and it fell to the ground. I heard a light crack inside. Shit, I cursed. I hoped I hadn't broken anything important to my neighbors, but I figured I just wouldn't tell my neighbor about it and let him assume the break happened en route. Hands-free, finally managed to get the garage door unstuck, and boy did it screech and protest as it rolled up and over me. I dragged the box the rest of the way, setting it in the corner for whatever my for whenever my neighbor would come back to claim it, and then I forgot all about it, till a few days passed, that is. Not exactly sure how long it took for the smell to waft in from the crack under the garage to house door, but it came in in a slow progression. Sickly, sweet odor, similar to a skunk, and for the first few days after I smelled it, I genuinely assumed that it that was exactly what it was, roadkill that left its mark on my house. It was only when I realized the scent was growing more intense instead of fading that I looked for a source, and that's when I opened the garage door, and that's when the odor knocked me back, holding my nose. Culprit wasn't hard to identify. The only change in my garage for months was the box in the corner. I remember thinking it must have been one of those meat-of-the-month subscription boxes. Meat must have gone... The meat must have gone rancid from being left out of the fridge for so long. How much meat could have been in that box for it to have been that heavy? An entire freaking cow? <coughs> Excuse me, I need a drink. <sighs> I wasn't planning on reading for an hour. <laughs> I covered my nose as I approached the box. A pair of scissors in my hands. I probably wouldn't have needed them to open it as it It had become soggy enough at the bottom to poke through it with a finger. Fucking gross. But I wasn't about to poke my finger into spoiled meat juices. That soggy bottom was the reason I had to open the box in the first place. If I tried to drag it out whole, everything would spill onto the floor. I was going to have to dump the pieces of meat one garbage bag at a time and take them down to the dumpster, a process I was not looking forward to. My scissors tore through the tape along the top of the cardboard box. I thought the smell couldn't get any worse, but as I flipped the flaps open, I discovered a whole new gamut of stink. It was like opening a burning oven, but instead of a heat wave, I was met with waves of piss, sweat, shit, and putrefaction. It was so bad that I staggered back and had to force down the puke, begging to guzzle out of me. I don't think I would have stopped. I probably would have just puked. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think I could have handled that scent mingling with the horrors coming out of the box. I'm not ashamed to admit I ran out of the door for a breath of fresh air, but in the short time I'd spent in the garage, the smell had become so ingrained in the fabric of my clothes that it clung to me like a shadow. Nothing I tried could keep the smell out of my nostrils, not air fresheners, not a face mask, not three showers and a change of clothes. Every second that box lay open in my garage was another second the smell was allowed to a foothold in my home. I had to bite the bullet. I had to get this done. So I returned to the garage, flaps of the box still open as though inviting me to look. I was prepared. 
a clothespin pinning my nostrils shut, garbage bag in one hand, the strongest cleaner I could find in the other, and a long rubber gloves to keep my skin from having to touch whatever was inside. But as it turned out, I needed none of those things. I wouldn't have to touch or clean the contents of that box. I would only have to suffer the nightmares every night. You see, there was no meat in that box, but it didn't come from a... Oh, you see, there was meat in that box, but it didn't come from a cow or a pig. No, it was worse than that. It was my neighbor, dead, still in one piece, but very dead. So I called the cops, and naturally they took me in for interrogation. It's kind of hard not to suspect the man with a corpse in his garage, after all. Thankfully, they soon realized I wasn't involved. My DNA might have been all over that box. The smell might have left a mark throughout my house, but there was one piece of irrefutable evidence in my neighbor's own hands that proved my innocence. A vlogging camera. They showed me the footage only once. I'm not sure if they were allowed to or if they felt bad for me or what, but they figured it couldn't hurt. Either way, I saw it. My neighbor was sitting in the box outside of a shipping facility, laughing as he told the world how he was going to mail himself across state lines. He brought with him pee bottles, food, a pillow, and a few flashlights. His friend, a guy I had seen him at his place several times to help with his stupid stunts, closed the lid and presumably dropped him off for shipment. Throughout the next couple of hours or days, I'm honestly not sure, my neighbor recorded a few short clips about his progress. I think I'm in a truck now. I can feel it moving. Must be in a warehouse. Pretty warm here. Still got plenty of food, that kind of stuff. And when on the last entry, the box toppled over, he broke his neck and that was it. The camera recorded until either the memory card got too full or the battery died. There's one thing I didn't tell the police after they showed me the video. One thing I heard in the footage that would haunt me to the day I die. Just after the tumble that broke his neck, I heard the familiar screeching sound of my garage door. Oh, shit. That's just crazy enough to be real. Yeah. Like, I read that. It's like, I could see one of these fucking jackass morons doing that, you know? Well, I know that somebody had actually done something similar. Um, One of the famous idiots on YouTube, I I don't know their name. I don't remember. But um, he, like, shipped himself and did something with a boat. And, like, that's something that people do for, like, internet points. Yeah. Like going to a suicide forest because you didn't know it was real. Yeah. Stuff like that. What a fucking moron. That guy's a moron. And yet, here's something I wanted to go off on DFC last night, but he wouldn't let me. Um, you know what I'm getting sick of? Like, What's that? Re- real fucking sick of. Celebrities have their movies and their TV shows and all that shit, but now they're like encroaching on podcasting as well. Yeah. Which is like the last bastion of the little guy making himself famous. Well, and that's, I think, why they're doing it to try to flood the market with, um, to try to lock the market down. Well, and it makes me want to puke because, I mean, Christ, next thing, like if. Epstein was still alive, he would have had a podcast. It's like here I am on Fuckboy Island and I'm uh Well yeah having very good time. Very I mean, good time. Aziz Ansari has one now and there's a lot of famous people that are doing podcasting. And it's not even actually a new thing. It's just taking No, because like I said to him last night off mic, you got people like Bill Burr that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You know, and it's just these fucking. I don't know. I don't even know who fucked me off with that. But like, it just seems like every time I get on any podcast aggregation site, the top shit is always like famous people with their podcast of the most banal bullshit ever. You know, I, I know who it is i know who pissed me off and it's 
it was the tie into the YouTube thing. It's Logan Paul. And I can't remember the fucking name of that stupid podcast. Travis was trying to get me to listen to it, but I fucking hate his face so bad. Logan Paul, if I saw him, I think it's impulsible or some stupid shit. Yeah, because he does really dumb, impulsive shit. Yeah. Like, man, I'd just, I'd love to fucking clothesline him. (laughs) Uh, You're probably not the only one. Oh, I know I'm not. Um, no, I'm not. They tried to cancel his ass after the Suicide Forest thing. And he didn't get canceled? No. Did, like, the verdict not go through, or what? The Justice Bot did not follow through. Justice Bot is canceled. Justice Bot got fucking canceled. What a stupid asshole. You have the guillotine ready. Why would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would be like Skynet and all of the humans would get canceled. You know what Justice Bot would prevail. Do you know what Justice Bot reminds me of is this suicide booths in Futurama? <laughs> I didn't watch it enough to catch the reference. I mean, there was literally a it was like a vending machine that you would go inside and it would I... fucking execute you for a quarter. <laughs> oh, for a quarter? That's great. Yeah. And I think in the pilot, Bender was going into it. <laughs> it's just fucking great. I wish I had a suicide booth. <laughs> Some days. Some days. Um, who do you think the worst podcast or worst celebrity podcaster would be? Honestly, I don't. I mean, there's so many of them that I wouldn't and don't listen to. That I think they're all in the same group of um, branch marketing. You know what I mean? It's all branch marketing. Is there any you would listen to? I've listened to Mark Maron before. I hate him. I've watched his stand-ups. He definitely has a... I hate the fucking post office. <laughs> well, I have gone on that rant myself before as well, so Yeah, me too. But um you know Man, could you imagine if podcasting was around in the seventies and you would have had a Jim Jones podcast or even in the nineties and you would have had I'll like a if Heaven's look, Gate podcast? I'll bet if you look, there is such a thing with of such a faction of such a faction nah, I right meant, now i meant jim jones doing it himself he's uh, like welcome to god's word blah 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 well i mean you could always go back and play the death tapes that was yeah. an I, hour of never forgetting yeah i don't think i ever need to listen to that again if you want some spooky shit that's uh pretty fucking eerie you know who i would like to listen to though is uh David Koresh. <clears throat> no, Kevin Spacey, because he straight up murked somebody recently and he got away with it. He probably has a podcast. I don't know. I don't even want to look. I don't want to give him enough time to look. No, I wouldn't give him any of the downloads. I wouldn't Do even know- give him a single download. Do you know what's a fucking shame? I always wanted to watch K-Pax and never did, and now I can't bring myself to. It was a really good movie. I, like I, it looked like something that was right up my alley. Yeah. And I definitely liked the Usual Suspects. Oh my God! And Seven. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? In the box. Yeah, Seven was really good. Spacey was kind of just hiding in plain sight, wasn't he? Yes. I think <laughs> in more ways than one. Because American really Beauty was. was awesome, too, but he was, like, masturbating to a uh, plastic bag in that or some shit. I don't remember the premise, but I know <laughs> it was very disturbing. Now, he was lusting over Mina Savari, and I think he got killed. But uh, Mina Savari, while a pretty girl, I could argue, has the body of a 12-year-old boy. So Probably because... That's what he was into. That's what he was into. 12-year-old boys. And it's funny because I'm uh, hearing more and more, even from before he got outed, 
people saying that, oh, oh, I ran into Spacey in New York and he was kind of creepy. He flat out grabbed my uh, friend's dick at a bar and it's like, and this is before he was outed and shit. It's like, all right, he was a straight up fucking predator to begin with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think before um, the yeah, allegations like, stuck. Yeah. Oh, he's an awesome actor, though. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, I'm sure that, that, you know, people that were serial killers did things well other than serial kill as well. You know what yeah. I mean? There's bones in the chocolate. Like Pogo painted some pictures. Yeah, they're not bad either. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're not great, but I would hang, I would hang some of them in my bathroom maybe. Like not everybody gets uh, denied to go to like Austrian art school. <laughs> is that a Hitler reference? That is a Hitler reference. Okay, I picked up on it. I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty smart. I'm a human. My name is Annika. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but what else? My phone has been begging me to upgrade it for like six months now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I even uh, physically got a battery switched out of it and it's still like nah i think it's time for hardware failure now if you're gonna if you're gonna fix the battery i think it's time for me to slow the fuck down i'm still using a seven plus oh yeah so you're probably experiencing severe drastic like issues with every time uh apps update and everything oh yeah absolutely it's slowed down big time I'd say uh, iOS 12, and I think I'm on 13 now, and it's like 12, it started bogging down, but now it's just like, I don't want to. Well, it and with um, hardware, like PC hardware mm-hmm. and stuff also, like I'm running Windows 7, and at the end of this month, they're stopping all updates for Windows 7 at this point. So I'm going to have to upgrade, and the upgrade is going to kill what little spare, you know, extra hardware power that I have. You know what that is? That's fucking spooky. That is spooky. How about planned obsolescence? Planned obsolescence is spooky. It's also bullshit. It is. I mean, it's it's – how do I say what I'm trying to say? It's definitely a thing, but it's fucking trash, you know? Correct. I agree. Um, In today's day and age, with as many tinkerers and engineers and everything that we have, like, there should be no need for planned obsolescence. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get some of them batteries that the military probably has made of silicone and, like, you can bend your phone around your leg and it won't die and you know i wonder if that would help to defeat um the growth of crystalline structure inside of the battery as well because a lot of times when your battery dies what happens is the acid inside of it crystallizes yeah because back in the day, um, when I was involved with electronics and engineering, is and that what stuff, causes some of them to burst? I think, or like swell. They don't yeah. really burst. They well, swell. it would be a chemical reaction, and probably uh, one of the crystals would penetrate. There's like fins inside of a battery. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like if the fins got displaced, it would probably, you know, it'd be like. A slow motion, watching a bomb explode in slow motion to yeah. know like what actually took place. But um, there are certain resonant frequencies that used to be you used to be able to um, in nickel metal hydride batteries. I don't know if you can do it with lithium ion or not, but you used to be able to insert or pretty much force this this certain frequency into a battery that was like dead. Yeah. And eventually, over time, like over three, four, five day time period. 
it would break these crystals down and liquefy them again. Huh. So the battery would re- be rejuvenated, essentially, as long as there was huh. no breach in the cells of the battery. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, I- man. The, the science is out there to completely reuse the stuff that we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even batteries, like, as long as there's no loss of the liquid chemical components inside of it, you could continue to regenerate or, you know, destroy the crystals and, you know, replenish the full liquid volume inside of the battery. Um, total 90-degree turn. Hold on. Breaking NBC News releases former staffers from confidentiality agreements about sexual harassment. What? So Felicity Huffman got out of jail today. Uh, She only did 11 days of a 14-day sentence for her college admission scandal. I'm interested to see how fucked Lori Loughlin will be in all of this because Felicity Huffman was just as complicit in it and she just walked after 11 days. I wish I had the kind of money I could just pay to get Des into the best school there was and, you know, I'll just do 11 days in jail and fuck it. Yeah, I mean, that that would be like less than two weeks of a... You know, and you know That'd it was a vacation, like, yo. I yeah, wouldn't have to go to work. You know, it wasn't like maximum security. It was probably a white collar fucking. No, it says it was uh, a low security prison with approximately twelve hundred female inmates in Dublin, California. Fuck, I've spent eleven days in the psych ward with crazies. That's true. Yeah, and I mean minimum security prison. I mean, it is a white collar crime. I don't think she should be in Gen Pop at fucking what's the worst one I can think of? The Raft from the Marvel movies. She should be in a plastic cell so she can't use her magnetic abilities to pull the fucking walls down. But what was the um the the spaceship prison in Mass Effect Two that you had to go rescue Jack from? Do you oh, remember that? Shit. Yeah. What was that called? I, I, need don't, to, I need to play back through those games. Yeah, I don't recall offhand, but I know that shit was jokes. Did you play the Dead Space games? I played through the first one and some of the second one. God damn, they're good. Yeah, it, they were. It's the most Lovecraftian thing I've ever played without it having an HP Lovecraft stamp on it. I know some of the kill sequences were fucking fantastic. Well, some of the fucking battles are terrifying. Like, I mean, like I said, you're not going to find anything more Lovecraftian than tentacles ripping through your spaceship and trying to pull you out into the vacuum of space, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, there there might be some actual source material from that, to be fair. Um, the The marker, as they called it, if I had... I didn't really look into this before I just said it. I was just playing it the other day, and the marker is like an alien artifact that is bringing all these creatures towards it. So it very seems, it very much seems like a Shogoth thing or something. See, I just, I just googled the shit, um, Lovecraft and Dead Space, and apparently there's a big write-up on. Well, not a big write-up, but there's people that have been saying for quite a while, actually, on Reddit about um, mythic horror and Lovecraftian horror and hope for Lovecraftian gaming with Dead Space, Dead Space 2. So, I mean... Well, the actual licensed games are not very good. I bought Call of Cthulhu Day 1 thinking it was going to be amazing. Um, I thought it was going to be like the the OG Xbox, uh, what the fuck was it called? Call of Cthulhu Dark Shadows or Dark whatever. Corners of the Earth. That's it, yeah. Yeah, and, I, um, I didn't make it very far in that game. Yeah, and I mean, it, it looks like trash now, but it had a very Bethesda-esque system to it. Yeah. And I mean, it had sanity meters and shit. And um, the most recent Call of Cthulhu game, I played through it 
and it's a very good retelling of the uh the actual story call of cthulhu but oh, okay but it's like the mythos kind of dies with the story and you could tell they rushed through it and like some of the animations were fucking jokes and well, dude there's certain parts of of the mythos that are so convoluted I mean, you would have to space it out over countless, countless stories like it was done. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I feel like a broken record. I just keep going into Jeff Epstein and Lovecraft. Maybe they're the same person. Well, and maybe the Moloch that was being prayed to and all the sacrifices and everything that happened on that island was a similar cultist type thing that was seen in Lovecraftian stories. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you know, I make a lot of jokes about that and everything, but that temple, I want to know like everything about that temple. Like what the fuck were they actually doing? doing blood rituals to make sure Killary lived another year and shit and like probably that's how she sustains her life as the ever living I think it's lulls as fuck that she's just not even in the running for presidente again but Joe Biden sure is she might know that um, she has more power not in the presidential seat so she's going to just kind of stay out of the running. I think it's more like her boy got uh, fucking whacked. whacked. And she's like, I'm just going to go hide in the Temple of Moloch for a while. Well, maybe she should send like the message that Luke Agassi sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> and like, Luke Abrazzi, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't remember the name. I just remember the scene, man. Well, you got you got the message across at any rate. Um, what the fuck? Why did that come up on Reddit? Some, somebody 3D printed a goose for a Dungeons and Dragons game. Why? I don't know. Why would you waste the effort and the time? I really don't know. Speaking of Dead Space, I'm gonna send you a web p. So, uh, this is the premium, right? I was going to plug the premium, but we're behind no, we're, the wall. We're behind the wall currently. So. We're behind the wall. I'm sending you something that reminds me of Dead Space. Might be the episode art for Creepypasta 1. I think it should be. <laughs> Do you see that? I definitely think it should be. Save as <laughs> Patreon. We are on number 8, correct? Yep, Patreon number eight. And, I mean, what was I going to plug? We need to... Our our email is theproblematicast at gmail.com. You can find our regular shows on iTunes, Google Play. They know. That's how they found this. Well... That's That's how they found this. We need to write copy, yo. We're still we're still trying, y'all. We're we're still getting our feet in the water. Yeah, and a lot of um a lot of what we're sending out isn't reciprocal. Like there's times I'm posting links for Podbean. There's times I'm putting it on all on Patreon. Like I need to get everything regimented so it's consistent. Yeah, I think. I think so if you guys have any preferences. If, if anyone has any preferences, I'm not limiting it just to guys, um, obviously. You know, if if, there, if anyone has preferences for what platform they would much rather, or if they use that we don't have ourselves on, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean native links or whatever. Whatever you'd rather have it linked. If you'd rather have it linked to iTunes or Podbean or whatever's easiest. Or if you just want us to post the RSS link and you can add it to whatever, you know, podcast downloading mabobber that you have. If you have any ideas of how to get the word across besides telling people, 
I mean, hit us up on the email. If you want us to breathe dirt, go ahead and let us know that. If you want us to pound sand, <laughs> I mean, you can also tell us that. Uh, I think that's a thoughts and prayers moment. So, <laughs> yep. How how many sign offs are we gonna come up with? We should. Uh, we should keep adding so it ends up being like two minutes to sign off. <laughs> yeah. Wipe the butter off your lips. Yep. We'll see you next time. Pound sand. Ah!